Hey, do you love a good story? Great. Then you gotta check out the Hashtag Storytime podcast. Each episode brings you the craziest, creepiest, and cringiest stories from YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, and beyond. My story is about the time that I was broken up with at the 9-11 memorial uh, twice. Look, the internet is a dumpster full of stories. And I, your host, Will McFadden, dive in headfirst, sift through the flaming trash, and bring you nothing but treasures. Listen to all 21 episodes of Hashtag Storytime now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of everlasting glory. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by himself and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be handed over to chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the gent... I'm sorry. I did the wrong gospel. I prepared the gospel. I said that wasn't the one I prepared. Okay. Let's start over. <laughs> I still have jet lag. <laughs> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to the disciples, saying... The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up burdens hard to carry and lay them on the other people's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen, They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in the marketplace, salutation of rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have one teacher, and all of you are brothers and sisters. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be the servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I like St. Joseph over my shoulder put there in honor of Pope Francis's declaration that this is the year of Joseph, patron of the family, patron of the universal church, and I'm sure you've already uh, discussed as to why the statue is in the sanctuary for this year. The theme of the readings today is kind of funny, uh, not humorous funny, but it's about sin and hypocrisy. And here we have the season of Lent, in which we're called to examine ourselves. The three pillars of Lent, as we know from from Ash Wednesday, fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. All of that to strengthen us as we live each day 
as Catholics. Today, the scriptures focus on the people of Sodom from Isaiah's time. And Isaiah is telling them they've got to reform. If not, they're going to be doomed. And if they reformed, their sins that are like scarlet will become as white as snow. And their faults as chrism, as red, will be white as wool, bleached wool. Because the Lord calls them to repentance, and if they don't repent, they'll be consumed by the, by the sword, as the poetic comment that he talks about. And in the time of Isaiah, uh, that was indeed a, a good possibility to be consumed by the sword. Um, enemies, well, not that we're exempt from it in our times, but enemies easily would go up against enemies and, and fight them to the death, and swords. So they understood what being punished by God meant. It was a metaphor. God never punished with a sword, but through his people he punished people who were sinners, who did not keep the covenant. So, so sin is the focus of this reading from Isaiah. But the call to repentance is even a louder theme of the reading. The call for Catholics, Christians now, during the season of Lent, to repent, to change. Now, I don't imagine most of us in church right now are great sinners, where our sins are as scarlet as red and, and as crimson as, as blood. But for those of us who are in that category, we are called to repentance. For those who sin less, and maybe through apathy, and maybe through uh, ignoring people's needs, maybe through prejudice, that's built into our society, we're sinning. So let's go to the gospel, and we hear Jesus talking about the leaders of the community who sin. He calls them hypocrites, more than once in scriptures. And he's talking about the, the priests of the temple who like to take places of honor and, and be called rabbi, teacher, and, and you know people respect them in the community. We as a Roman Catholic church experience that, I would say, when I was growing up in the 50s, and maybe before that, the church was held in high esteem, we had already gone through a major anti-clerical movement, and, and the church took a very significant role. I remember in my, in my area, downtown Jersey City, New Jersey, um, you saw a priest go by, you'd make sure you stop and say hello, and men would tip their hats. Um, and, and if the priest was silent, you knew he was carrying the Blessed Sacrament to visit someone who was ill, so you'd stand by and, and just respect him that way, bow your head, say a prayer. That ain't the case anymore, okay? Um, the first revelation of that change came when I was first campus minister at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. Um, it was many years ago. I was there 30 years, and I would try different ways of walking on campus. The campus ministry center was right next to this college, gate one. And I would walk on campus, sometimes with a collar, sometimes without the collar. When I walked with the collar, I would get two, two reactions from kids. Hey, hi, Father, or this. They would look down, look away. 
that was pretty clear. It was 50-50. Some accepted the fact that there's a priest on campus, some didn't, didn't want to have anything to do with the priest on campus. Well, in our society, I think anti-clericalism has grown stupendously, regrettably. And it's up to us, the priests, and those of us who participate in the community of the Catholic Church, to change that. And how are we going to change that? By going back to the scriptures and realizing what we as priests and we as members of the body of Christ, baptized into his priesthood as infants, need to do. And that is, look to Jesus, who loves the poor. Look to Jesus, who had not a bone of prejudice in his body. Look to Jesus, who went out of his way to treat those who were the outcasts with dignity. Yes, that's the role of the church, the priests, you see that with Pope Francis. I don't know if you love him or hate him, but I love him. Uh, and he goes out of his way to bring the Christian teaching of Jesus Christ into the community, into the world. His encyclicals have done that. His actions have done that. And yes, there's the whole other side of the world that says, oh, he's too, he's too radical, he's too conservative, he's too blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. All I know is he's doing Christ's work and he's our teacher on earth. All of us can get a hint from that. So we, we look to Jesus and we say, okay, Jesus, we're not going to act like the hypocrites of the temple, but we are going to emulate Jesus himself, the first priest, and our Pope, the second priest, the vicar of Christ on earth. But all of us should imitate Christ because we are members of the priesthood, not the ordained priesthood, but the sacramental priesthood through baptism. So all of us are called during this season of Lent to really start looking inward and say, am I really professing my faith each day? Am I living my faith? Am I living the faith that Jesus preached and we would be proud of? Jesus could be the one sitting next to you. Well, I know you're socially distanced from each other, but metaphorically, Jesus could be the one next to you. And he wants us to be as dignified and as honored with his presence as the Father was. So he's given us the command. He's given us the mandate. Don't act like hypocrites. You don't need that. Don't, don't act with prejudice in your heart. It's awful. Act with love. Act with concern. And of course, uh, we all remember the last thing he did before he, he went to the, to the Passion is he washed the feet of his disciples. How much more humble can you get? Washing, clearly, the dirty feet, because they wore sandals and they walked in the dirt. So when they approached the house, any house, to wash the feet was normal. But Jesus got on his hands and knees to wash your feet and to wash my feet. And can't we do the same to each other? Maybe not at the feet, but eye to eye, through respect, through love, through concern, through sharing. And even the masks, I know you all have them on, I took it off up here, but even the masks, a current symbol of respect. Respecting the neighbor, 
people your distance from, respecting myself, keeping as much as we can each other healthy and out of the realm of the virus. That's a 21st century example of how to live Jesus' life. When we take the masks off in the end of the pandemic, which we all look forward to, we can resume our Christian challenge to walk in the steps of Jesus. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.